2: Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Really great show today. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about biological age testing some more uh, because uh, there's a lot of people interested in biological age testing. But what do you do after you find out that your biological age is a lot worse than you uh, thought it was? That's the real information. It's like, hey, we found out how to uh, discover cancer. Great. Great. But if you can't cure it, what good is discovering that you have cancer? So we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, I just want to say that uh, our show is uh, underwritten by Legendary Foods. Legendary Foods has a special deal for those of us who are still sequestered by uh, coronavirus. Uh, This is day 32 here in Louisville, Kentucky, where everything has been shut down. It feels like forever. Uh, Most people are going pretty stir-crazy. I stopped shaving. What's the use? Um eatlegendary.com the code relief15 relief15 for 15% off all orders $100 or more. This does not include the tasty pastry which they cannot keep in stock and rightfully so. Uh so check that out. Uh today like I said is day 32 of our local sequestration and uh it's cold here in Louisville today for some reason. It's uh I guess for those of you uh in the world of celsius it's uh around Nine and a half degrees Celsius, 49 degrees. The re- weather is re- very, very crazy. Maybe it's crazy where you are as well. I don't know. But anyway, let's get on with the show. I'm going to introduce my guests today, and they're returning to talk about this discussion. And that is Dr. William Seeds and, of course, Dr. Daniel Elias-Martin Herons. How you guys doing?
1: Very well. Thank you for having us, Carl, again in this show. Great hi, to
2: be back. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm afraid Bill can't hear me. This is scary. <sighs> something's wrong. Yes, yeah, something's wrong, Bill. Uh, let me see if I can um, write a note. Hold on a second. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna text him and tell him what to do. We're gonna we're gonna take him out of the picture just for a second, and I'm gonna have him disconnect and reconnect. Hold on, one second. Mm-hmm.
1: The wonders of technology. Yes, yes.
2: Bill, just disconnect right. and reconnect. We lost your microphone. Let's see if he gets that text message. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking Bill, about. Just
3: uh, disconnect and reconnect.
2: How do I do that? The same. <laughs> um, I have to mute him. He just has to, yeah. Jocelyn is helping him. She'll she'll get him squared away. And uh, so I'm sorry for the the confusion here, everybody. Uh, Dr. Seeds is disconnecting, and he's going to reconnect here in just a second. So we do know that there are ways to test uh, people's genetics and even some ways to predict some predispositions uh, that we're learning about. Here we go. Let me get him back on here. Let me get him back on. He's actually fixing his camera. Bill, can you hear me? What, ha-
3: what happened, Carl? Uh, you just <laughs> yeah, dropped out. You Your me?
2: microphone dropped out, but it's all good. You're back. Okay. Okay, you're back. So anyway, um, back on track. So we know that we now have a way to test people's biological age, but it's, it's really meaningless unless you have a way to target changes that will correct the things they've been doing wrong. Uh, Daniel, why don't you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so obviously, you know, the first to start to know if something is working is to be able to, to measure, to measure it. Right. And, you know, the problem that we have now in preventative healthcare, care, in the wellness space is the fact that, you know, we're lacking accurate measurements of health. Uh, so accurate measurements of, you know, where we are right now, even before we develop disease, and you know what these different interventions are doing to our bodies. So what we do at chronomics uh, with our epigenetic test is that by being able to measure this epigenetic information, we can actually capture how your health is evolving over time as a function of these different interventions. And I'm sure we'll go now into much more detail into what this means. Uh, but the key thing is that we are developing ways to test very accurately at the molecular level whether all these interventions are working for you in a data-driven way,
2: and, and it's important. I want to I want to drill down on this because there's certain nuances here that people take for granted nowadays. So we have people who say um, red wine is good to drink uh, three ounces a day. It's good for you. It protects you against this. It protects you against that. And over the past decade, if we've learned anything about nutrition, we know that you cannot apply these types of broad stroke. Uh, ideas to our population Uh, because we are each unique in the way we respond to the things that we put in our body. Uh, Maybe red wine is good for some people. Maybe red wine is not good for some people. And just taking this advice and running with it because someone said it could be a big mistake. But how do you know? How do you know you lost three years of your life? You don't have a twin living, comparing, well, I did this, they did that, they lived longer. And by the time you figure it out, you're dying or you're dead. So the nice thing about this testing is it allows you to to critically assess where you are today. Take what knowledge we have about rudimentary changes that seem to help people with certain things. Apply them. Test again and see if it's really working instead of anecdotally going you know I think I feel better I, 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 I it must be working what do you think dr. seeds is that a, a dumb man's uh, approach to understanding this
3: Carl I couldn't have said it any better you <laughs> you're, you're, you're right on target you're we're assessing we're able to assess methylation changes that are specific to what you're doing to adjust your nutrition or adjust your exercise. Or whatever we're adjusting to look at the effects, and you have something, you have a baseline to to go from uh, and to follow through. There, there's nothing. This is the this is the holy grail for the future of medicine, and this is exactly what we need to make assessments not based on anecdotal stories, not based on a couple lab values changing, positive or negative, but on true epigenetic changes, methylation changes that we know alter phenotype of a cell. That's it.
2: Danny, you want to contribute anything to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I fully agree with with Dr. Seitz. I think it's incredibly exciting times that you know, we can measure all these different epigenetic markers at the same time. Um, So we measure more than 20 million markers in your DNA. So that's obviously, you know, a lot of information. If you think about when you do a blood test and you measure, let's say, a few, you know, hundred metabolites in your blood, things like, you know, your sugar, your cholesterol, these sort of things, we are measuring 20 million markers in your DNA. And each one of these markers will react in specific ways to certain interventions, right? With all that data in hand, the first thing that we can do is to quantify the main risk factors for disease. Um, so, you know, many years of, for example, something like cancer, according to, you know, the latest studies, kind of start even decades before it gets diagnosed, right? And many of these molecular processes that are happening in our cells, uh, such as those that happen during aging, um, you know, can be measured and they leave a specific uh, footprint in, in our epigenetic patterns, in our DNA methylation patterns. So if we can pick these things up many years before we get those diseases and then try different interventions, specific interventions, and see if they work for us and have a way to, you know, in an objective and scientifically validated way, see whether those things are working or not to prevent disease, as Dr. Seed says, that's really the, the holy grail of, of the future of healthcare. care.
2: And, and what about autoimmunity? Autoimmunity is this nebulous uh, disease state that encompasses a large number of uh, symptoms from, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and bulging uh, knuckles to destruction of uh, uh, of the pancreas uh, or, or other tissue in the body, the thyroid, uh, the lining of the gut, the lining of the intestines. Are there specific markers that we can see in in the chronomics testing that would tell us, because it literally takes decades for the gut to start to show symptoms, but it's getting worse and worse every day of your life that you're doing certain things. Are there ways to use that early warning and see markers that would point to the development of autoimmunity, Dr. Seeds?
3: Well, at, at the the capability is there. Absolutely, it's building. It's the continued building of the of the population base uh, to to be able to correlate that with a certain subset group of rheumatoid arthritis, or a certain subset of lupus, or a certain subset of type one insulin diabetics. The information's there it's just correlating all that and looking more specific at those epigenetic markers. And that's exactly where all of this is going. That's what, that's what's so exciting about this is that we will, just as Danny said, we are, it's, if you can say that about what Danny said about cancer, then we can say that about everything. It's, it's about when the cell starts losing its ability to be efficient and flexible and that's when these methylation changes occur. And so we'll be able to look specifically as we isolate different population subsets, we'll be able to isolate that early on and take significant measures in, in helping people look at how they can change that that process. Isn't that right, Danny? I mean, it, it, you can't get any more. It, it's all about the devil in the detail. And when you've got 20 million Different sites you're looking at, and you can sequence the geno- the whole genome. So you can go back. You, the great thing about this data, it's there. Once you have your footprint, it's there, and you can, as new information comes out, and these new markers that we can identify with specific diseases, and autoimmunities, and cancers, you can go back and look at that same original test you did years ago because it has
1: everything.
3: There's no test like that.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think you make that great point, Dr. Seeds, uh, around this idea of, of taking and constructing your, your digital twin uh, that I think we've discussed before. Uh, so de facto what you're doing is you're taking a picture, the most accurate picture you can take of your epigenome, right? And you can imagine that epigenetics is maybe now where genetics was five years ago. And during the last five years, there's been a massive development Uh, in what we could tell, uh, from let's say genetic data to what we can do today. Uh, basically we've, we've gone, you know, from the thousands of people to the millions of people, uh, that we understand their data. So that's the revolution that is now undergoing in epigenetics, right? So today we can tell already many things, but because you're taking a picture of your epigenome right now and you're going to be able to see, you know, how that changes over time, you're also going to have a much more accurate way then in the future. Uh, to see all these new things that we're going to discover. Um, so you're de facto, you know, future-proving future yourself in the sense that, you know, you're, you're taking a snapshot of your health uh, that will allow you to, to predict your health much more accurately in the future as well.
3: And, ahead, and I, I don't think, Carl, I don't think you can emphasize enough what Danny said about, and you got to give Danny credit with this term, digital twin, that's, that's, that's a real uh, statement. I, I'm I mean, not I'm the a, creator,
1: I must say, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I quite like it.
3: <laughs> I'm, gi- I'm giving you credit. Danny, you got to just say, hey, yeah, I agree. That's good. That's good.
2: <laughs> so there are lots of people coming forth today with epigenetic tests. Without talking about them directly and what they have or don't have, what makes the chronomics test leaps and bounds better? than these other tests out there.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the main things is obviously the technology that is happening behind the scenes, right? Um, So we use something known as next-generation sequencing, which is the latest technology available to measure DNA. Uh, What this means is that we're way beyond in terms of both the quantity of data that we can retrieve, so the many markers in your epigenome that we're able to assess, uh, but also in terms of the quality of that data and, you know, with that immense data set, uh, then we can go much more uh, beyond biological age, which I guess is also the topic of, you know, of, of this podcast, which is like, you know, obviously biological age is something fundamental. It's something super interesting to know about your health. Uh, it tells you, you know, how fast you've aged until today and it gives you a measure, an overall measurement of your aging process. But there are many other risk factors that contribute to our health and, you know, not measuring those would also, uh, you know, be a waste of resources and knowledge that we have out there. And, you know, by quantifying these other sources of risk, things that have to do with your metabolism, whether you smoke or not, or your exposure to the toxins in the air, uh, you know, the alcohol that you consume and how your body is responding to it, how diet, sleep, exercise, these different things are contributing to your health. Uh, you know, we can do a lot more than just biological age, both in terms of, you know, capturing additional sources of these risk factors, uh, but also in terms of making this um, recommendations much more personalized and targeted to specific phenotypes. And, you know, that's really the vision behind Chronomics. We are the only company out there that is really pushing the limits of what is possible uh, with epigenetics. And, you know, we're really, really proud to be Driving forwards the the research on these other biomarkers.
2: There, there's another there's another big deal about this, right? So we just learned this because of the pandemic, right? We've had all these different uh, COVID nineteen tests, nasal swabs, you know, all. The, but now the big news is Rutgers came out with a saliva test. Oh, that's great because this is simpler. People spit in a tube. They send it in. They get measured. It's, it's, it's a non-invasive, completely non-invasive. It's com- convenient. It's simple. Everybody can spit. So it's like, and isn't the Chronomics product a saliva test?
1: That's right, yeah. So one of the other innovations uh, behind what we do is the fact that we do everything from a saliva sample. Um, and, you know, we could go into the science if you're interested on, on why, you know, a saliva sample. But I think from the consumer side of things, uh, it makes the process so much easier. All you need to do is to take this, this tube that arrives at your home, uh, you know, just spit there for a couple of minutes. And that's about it. And, you know, it's zero pain. Uh, it's the easiest thing that you do. You just do it when you wake up in the morning Uh, And that's that's all you need to do. Um, So, you know, the process is so much easier and the user experience is, you know, so simple uh, at the beginning. And and then you get so much out of that you know process. So, um, you know, we are not big fans of of finger pricking uh, to get your blood or, you know, directly doing it from from the vein. Um, So, you know, from the beginning, we said, look, um, even if we're the first ones doing this, uh, we're going to demonstrate that this is possible. Uh, and we're going to make it happen from saliva. And we had the very first accurate biomarker uh, that work uh, that works in, in uh, to predict biological age from saliva.
2: Well, Bill, uh, I, Dr. seed isn't it true that... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead. I think another point to bring up is, you know, the arguments are, well, you know, number one, when you do blood tests, you're not looking at the red blood cells. You're looking at other cells, the white cells, that, and and... With the saliva test, what people don't understand is you have a lot of white cells in your saliva right, also. Right. So so you're not only testing the, the epithelial cells of the saliva, but you're also looking at the, at the white cells too. So you are getting a, a very comprehensive review that you, you can't refute that. Am I right, Danny, about that?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Most of the people, you know, when you talk about saliva, people are not aware that actually – most of it is immune cells, uh, white cells, as you said. Um, so you know, as a, as a tissue, it's not that different from from blood. Um, so and and then it also has the, um, the benefit that it also captures these epithelial buccal cells, for example. And these are cells that are directly exposed to things like you know toxins uh, that you may breathe, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So you know that gives an additional you know, complementary data type that allows us to also pick up this more direct exposure. So it has, you know, good things about both worlds. And and
3: that part about the toxin thing is very important because you're not going to get that direct effect
1: by taking blood samples. That's right. Or you would need to be very exposed already to be able to detect it um, because it would have to be a systemic effect already. Correct. Correct.
2: Dr. David Zava came on my show in 2006 and explained that saliva is a natural filtrate of blood. You'll find hormones in it. You'll find immune cells in it. You'll find cancer cells in it. You'll find everything that's found in blood short of red blood cells in your saliva. And so another reason why oral health is both critical for health but also indicative of what's going on inside your body. With that being said, If somebody is suffering from gingivitis, gum disease, does that skew the potential results that we'll see from this test?
1: That's a great question, yeah. So we obviously correct for all these things. Uh, Our biomarkers are robust uh, to variations that may due to other causes that are not the thing that we are uh, picking up. Um, So our biomarkers correct for all these things. But the interesting thing is that, you know, if you have gingivitis, uh, that's actually something quite interesting to also Tomorrow, uh, see yeah. how that evolves over time, right? In itself, um, because at the moment, the way that we think about gingivitis is actually like a binary thing, right? But you know, it's it's a thing that also develops Systemic, over time. It doesn't right. happen suddenly, right. yeah. Um, so that's also an area of of interest uh, for us because that's that's indeed in the in the tissue that we are actually sampling.
2: Um, if if someone is thinking of getting Twenty Three and Me because they want to know what their heritage is, uh, that's obviously a novelty and of interest to people. Uh, but obviously, having a blueprint of your 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 digital twin, as you like to say, is much more valuable to the out out uh, the, the, the turnout of your life. But if someone was going to get Twenty Three and Me, and they thought, gee, yeah, I can get Twenty Three and Me, or I can afford to get this. Can they do this instead of 23andMe? Do you offer any type of uh, 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 ancestral information in this uh, research?
1: So we offer, the main thing that we offer and what makes us unique uh, in the world is our epigenetic test. Um, the reason why we decided to you know start uh, an epigenetic testing company is because it allows you uh, to, first of all, see how these things change over time. So genetic information is fixed since you're born, while epigenetic information will change as a function of your lifestyle. So, you know, that obviously captures many things that a genetic test uh, is missing. And the other thing is because it changes over time, it also is much more actionable. Um, so the fact that I tell you, you know, from birth, you have a 20% risk of developing a type of cancer, you know, some people might want to know that. Uh, but in some cases, there is not much that you can do with that information, Right. right? Um, while well, in the case of epigenetic data, you know, by knowing your values of all these different risk factors, you can action them through specific interventions and then see if they work or not. Uh, now, having said that, which is what separates apart from, you know, uh, genetic testing companies and the reason why we started with chronomics and why we we're excited about this and, and the positive message behind epigenetics. Um, we also offer whole genome testing uh, for those people that are interested. So we, we can provide uh, sequencing of of the entire genome, uh, as well as a complementary um, service. But, you know, what really differentiates us uh, from the rest and, you know, what we want to really get people excited about is, is the epigenetic test.
2: Uh, we have a question from Larry over at Unique Medical. He says, uh, can we leverage this data to treat our patients and provide precise treatment? There's a second part to this uh, question, uh, specifically with the use of peptides. So can this can this data... That is obtained help a physician who is using peptides to treat their patients know which peptides this patient is a candidate to use.
3: So, so this goes so that, that the answer to that question is, is hello, Larry, by the way, is that this doesn't just cover peptides. This covers any intervention. That's, that's what's so amazing and important to understand any intervention, supplement, exercise diet i I mean you can dial it in so absolutely that's that's the future of this process it's being able to validate and and precision oriented treatment protocols for patients based on their epigenetic markers and what we can do to change them and that's it so it's not just peptides it's
2: Everything, but but it is peptides, it would give a doctor a better target to use if they're prescribing peptides for a patient who has this and he has that this patient's data in their hands.
3: Well, absolutely, because peptides are direct signaling agents, as we as we profess, we think it's the most accurate and most precision like way to go about in changing aspects of uh, transcription and phenotype change. So, so. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, Danny, do you have any, I know you're you're not really in the peptide side, right? Or are you?
1: Uh, I'm quite a newbie to to this peptide side. I hope Dr. Seeds uh, teaches me much more. I'm certainly very interested to learn more about about this field. Um, I think I would just follow up on what he said, saying, you know, exactly the same, that we have created a framework that allows people to benchmark and validate interventions. And, you know, whether that's a peptide or, you know, a different type of drug or uh, lifestyle intervention or a program that includes all of those, the good thing about what we do is that it gives you an objective way to ask the question of, did this manage to reduce the biological age of someone, the age-associated risk? Did this manage to improve the metabolism of someone? Did this manage to, uh, um, you know, reduce the impact that certain exposures have on my body? And... You know, I think with that information in his hand, that's really what we need to then go and, you know, personalize these treatments for, for our patients. And that's why we're so excited, excited about, about all of this.
2: Uh, we're going to take a quick quick commercial break, but before we go, I want to put the offer up. So we, we told there was 500 people that were eligible from this show. I don't know how many have taken advantage of it yet, and I'm sure it's not 500. I'm sure there's more left. Um if you go to seeds.md slash epigenetic hyphen test, E-P-I-G-E-N-E-T-I-C dash test, you'll get this for 70, more than 70% off the normal price that people have been paying for this vast amount of information. Uh, it's $264 U.S. plus shipping. And so that comes out to just around $314. There was some confusion last show because we said 299 and in actuality it was less than $299, but when you added the shipping in and then some banks are charging people a fee because Chronomics is in a different country. They're in the UK. So there's this uh, probably this currency transfer rate uh, sleight of hand that banks do. and so you may end up seeing a $6 charge called a fee or a $10 charge called a fee. There's nothing that Chronomics can do about that. They, they looked into it. They thought there was something that they can do. So in reality, what we ended up doing was lowering the price. So it's 264 plus shipping right now. And, uh, and and so everybody should be happy with that price. This is normally $1,040 with shipping, okay? Just so you understand what you're getting here. This is an opportunity for you to give yourself, your children, the people you care about, a gift, a digital twin of themselves that they can then navigate the rest of their lives. Hopefully they're young enough where they have long lives and they can avoid diseases. Uh, If they're older and they're already suffering from some disease states, this could be the difference between them suffering for the rest of their lives or helping them navigate and help their doctor navigate a true remedy to help them. This is not sleight of hand. This is real medicine. And there is nothing better than chronomics out there. There are other epigenetic testing systems out there, a variety of them. Just look at blood markers all the way up to uh, some of them that, that, that uh, supposedly uh, um, measure 80,000 to a few hundred thousand uh, points on the DNA. This is 20 million, right? 20 million individual data points from your DNA. It's, it's going to be decades before anybody catches up to chronomics. And you can take advantage of this now. I'm telling you something. I'm sixty I'm gonna be sixty two this year, and I'm suffering from some some things that I probably could have avoided had I had this ten years ago. And now I'm having to do elimination diets, eliminate everything from my diet, eat two or three different foods, see how I feel, add something back in. And it this is this is like this is like trying to draw a map. By walking blind through the forest and feeling the trees, that's what I'm doing. When when this this test would give me the map. Don't sit and wait for this offer to go, and then you'll have to pay a thousand dollars for it. This is not this is not a buy, a bait and switch. I negotiated this uh, uh, with Doctor Seeds for the audience, and this is the deal. So take advantage of it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more. And please post your questions here if you're watching on Facebook. We'll get them answered. Stay tuned. You remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. Crank your muscle gains to new heights by transforming every gram of protein you eat into three grams with Mass Zymes. With 100,000 HUTs of protease per capsule, Masszymes increases your absorption of key amino acids, resulting in stronger, healthier digestion of proteins and certain vitamins that not only multiplies the impact of the protein you eat, but can also repair a damaged intestinal wall. Go to Masszymes slash SHR for 10% off. That's M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S dot com slash SHR.
4: 7,451. That's how many people kick the bucket, by the farm, or cash in their chips every day in the United States. Yep, that means five people are going to meet their maker during this commercial. And no, our commercials are not the cause. Half of those who punch the clock for the final time will do so without life insurance. Call Big Lou at Term Provider before you are number seven four five two. If you're a 50-year-old male, a tad porky with a touch of diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about 200 bucks a month. With more verified five-star reviews than any other Lou on the radio, Big Lou has saved thousands of people thousands on their term insurance premiums. Stop procrastinating and call Big Lou today at 800-560-0301. 800-560-0301. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He doesn't want to be number 7,000 thousand four hundred and fifty two. Call 800-560-0301 or bigloo.com.
2: Are you still on the fence about body protection complex? BPC oral from drseeds.com. Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company gym in Columbus, Ohio.
0: I had been having some bagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For a carolifter, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just bagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem. And I was able to do this with literally no pain at all.
2: Go to DrSeeds.com, dot com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today.
0: New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game to distance itself even further from the rest of the pack. Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Synthogen. When you train
2: with it, you'll gain with it. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the b Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like Nothing you've ever tried before I will never stop using them Give Be Strong a try Go to b s t r o n g dot training Forward slash super hyphen human And use code SHR for 10% off This is the Superhuman Channel Evolution just got kicked up a notch Welcome back we're not only talking about epigenetic testing, but we're talking about an epigenetic test that will allow you to assess what needs to be done to change your biological age. Because let's be honest, if I am 62 and I'm gonna be doing the tests very shortly, and I will reveal, I predict I'm a lot my my biological age is a lot older than my chronological age right now. But the data that I get will set me free because I will understand what needs to be addressed so I can be as strong and youthful as Dr. Seeds. So there you go. That's my goal. <laughs> Look at <laughs> This is exciting to me. This is exciting science. So what do you say, Daniel? There are people out there who regularly say um, trying to choose a diet based on your genetics is in its infancy stages, it's not something that should be trusted yet.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, you know, we can do some things with genetic information, um, and that has been already shown in several oh, studies. See, and that, all ca- up on the-
3: that yeah.
1: allows to uh, That's stratify stratify certain people. Um, but, obviously, it's, Hello? you know, we're still in the early phases. I don't think Bill
2: can hear us uh, again. Oh, hold on a second, Danny. Bill, um, I can hear yeah, you. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't,
3: I don't see, I don't see Danny up there
2: though. Oh, well he's there. Don't worry about it. He's there. Everybody sees him. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. okay. I'm ahead. here. Dr. Seeds. Go ahead. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, I was saying that, you know, with genetic yeah. information, there's some things that kind of start to be done, um, to stratify people and say, you know, these people are more likely to react to this type of diet. Uh, but the problem is we don't have a way to after the people do the intervention, assess if that really worked to reduce these different risk factors. And that's where epigenetics is different, right? So we can use that information to make a guess about what's gonna work and very informed guess. Uh, but the key thing is that after people have done the intervention or started with it, we can test again and see if it's working or not. And that's really the value of this. Because you know, we can try to predict as much as we can and we're getting better and better at it. But in reality, every person is completely different. Um, So first of all, you're going to need, you know, different time points from the same person to have a proper baseline and a proper control to see what's working. So people are starting to change. And, you know, the way that we have done clinical trials and the way that we have thought about this problem in the past uh, has been, as as Dr. said before, at the population level, right? And that's a problem. And and we are starting to think about this, uh, what people call N equals one experiments, which means that the experiment is you over time. It's not, you know, we're not doing this on groups of people. We're going to start with you, and we're going to follow you over time, measure whether these different things are working or not, and direct you in the right health path. And that's a complete different way to to think about the problem that now we can do with with epigenetic information.
2: So uh, Dr. Seeds is unable to hear or see you, Danny, because we're having some problems. We've been told that we were going to have these problems because of... uh, the congestion on the Internet right now because everybody's home, quarantined, and just surfing the net. Uh, we'll try to fix that uh, after the next commercial break, which I'll take earlier, uh, to have him remedy that. Uh, but in the meantime, Dr. Seeds, uh, Danny gave his uh, his position uh, on why chronomics is uh, the type of alternative that you can use to uh, assay your diet and direct your diet because you can— make changes to your diet and go back and test and see what those changes have done. Would you like to to opine also on these people who say, you know, genetic testing, it's not not far enough along for us to be able to tell uh, anything about our diet. Or maybe they're just talking about 23andMe type genetic testing. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I think that's just the understanding is that that's a static test. The 23andMe is just looking at your genome. And we're talking about the epigenome, which is where these factors influence what your genome, what it will produce as far as proteins and enzymes and hormones and ligands and receptors and proteases, all the things that your genome does, is affected by the environment, what you eat, stress, um, bacteria, viruses, etc., so the genome is set, but we have things that will influence what how the genome reacts, and that's the epigenome. So, so absolutely, all of these things can be correlated, and that's the beauty. You can't change the genome, but you can change your epigenome, and that's 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 what this is all about. Uh, and and seeing being able to see how those of Effectively change how a cell functions. That that's the key to what we're trying to put together. And it's it's like I, I, I like to just put it in a way of saying, instead of looking at one instrument, you're looking at the whole orchestra of how things happen and how that how that beautiful sound comes out or how it doesn't. And it's not based on one little individual instrument. It's based on the whole orchestra and the conductor. And the conductor is basically the epigenome and it's, it's taking all of the, if you look at all those people there in the orchestra, there are parts of the genome that are influenced by the way they play their instrument, how well they're feeling that day, you know, all those things influence that music and the conductor trying to help them through the music. So it it really is that type of process. And, and, uh, that's what makes it so exciting because it can be changed.
2: Doctor Seeds, um, could you have your producer disconnect and reconnect you? I think it, the, the problem is coming on your end because Danny can hear you and see you, but you can't. So, would you would you try that one more time to disconnect and reconnect? And uh, uh, is your is your producer there? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Okay. I think he's connecting on his, from his phone. We have a couple really great questions, and I want to make sure that he can see and hear your responses uh, because um, Casey Morrow has a, a son, young, young son, who is, has ADHD, and we know that ADHD has a strong diet uh, component. We know that. We know that it does. And so when when we start looking at diet and this test, obviously this test has the ability to uh, show how diet influences certain conditions. Uh, Dr. Seeds, can you see Danny now?
1: I can. Hi, Danny. Can you hear me, Dr. Seeds?
3: I got
2: you. Okay, excellent. All right, fantastic. (laughs) We have some really great questions. And I got to say that I love doing Facebook Lives because I have the most intelligent audience and of any podcast out there, my, my audience, they're critical thinkers. They don't take anything I say, like uh, gospel, where I can tell them, oh, go out and buy this, and they'll do it. There's uh, other podcasters who brag about that. But my, my audience, they're, they're intelligent. So Casey Morrow wants to know, would this help figure out how to manage a possible ADHD symptom cause? Uh, because he has a young boy uh, that he loves. And, and he and Alicia are struggling to find a way uh, to help this child. Wouldn't this test help determine what is wrong with this child's diet right now that could be contributing to these symptoms? Danny, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, so obviously the first thing that we're going to be able to see is, you know, if this has uh, somehow affected any of the risk factors that we assess um, biological age, the, the metabolic status or the metabolic risk, uh, how your metabolism is working in general. Um, and then, you know, all the things, for example, that, that we're developing now also, uh, related to mental health, the sleep, uh, you know, different aspects of diet. Um, so that's, that's a step one, right? It's like saying, okay, uh, in this particular case, uh, you know, my ADHD be altering uh, some of the suspects. And then the next step is obviously to go and, and try different interventions and see if they work in that particular case. Um, now, I think, you know, there is uh, more and more evidence, as you said, that, you know, there are ADHD-associated epigenetic signatures. So things specifically that happen at the epigenetic level um, in, in children or, or people with ADHD Um, So obviously that's, you know, an area of research that we are also, you know, very actively looking at and anything that that we find, uh, even if it's, you know, tomorrow, uh, that's one thing that, you know, I think makes us different, that we are in constant contact with our users and our clients. So if there is anything new that pops up, we send them an email and just tell them, hey, look, this is what we've seen, you know, and you don't have to wait uh, three or four years until, you know, the thing is published and, uh, you know, it, you know, th- there is a lot of people that have asked for this, et cetera. You're in continuous contact, very close contact with, with all our scientists. And, you know, we we will definitely do Casey everything that we can uh, in that sense.
2: Yeah, because I think I'm pretty sure he bought the test for his entire family, him, his wife, and his son. So hopefully this will help them triangulate some possible approaches uh, Jeff Clifton has the same question in a different way. He says, uh, can this, help, this test help guide people in regards to mental health? I, I want to say something here. There is evidence that a large amount of mental health issues either can uh, have a therapeutic effect from certain diets uh, or can actually be reversed by certain diets. Um, so I don't want to go too far here and say, yeah, you know, but the reality is that nutrition plays a large role in how the brain functions. There's plenty of good studies that show that. And so if you do an epigenetic test and it shows you that these things just don't jive with you and your body, then I would imagine that even in some, uh, mental health cases, there, there, there could be some value here. What do you think, Dr. Seeds?
3: Yeah, I think it just relates exactly what the, what Danny just said about the uh, ADHD uh, question. It's the same. It's the same issue, uh, and um, in particular, there's specifically with with mental health issues. Uh, a lot of it can be absolutely related to uh, the gut and the immune system and how they work together, uh, but also uh, secondary to just increasing senescence, um, in the brain. Uh, there, so there's lots of issues that can be correlated. And, and this is where this epigenetic testing is going because we will get very specific with being able to look at more and more markers specific to disease states and specific even to age groups in disease states. I mean, that that's how specific it's going to get. Uh, so, so the the beginning in what we're doing right now to address these issues uh, are that we can look at epigenetic markers based on nutrition, based on age, but also we can look at stress too. That's that's the next big marker that we're looking at right now in how stress is affect how the epigenetic markers are affected with stress. So we're getting more, you know, we're getting more finite in, in how we can delineate that. Uh, but that's a, that, that there's enough information there. Absolutely. For me as a physician to start helping people in all diseases, not just mental health, not just, um, uh, and, and people that are healthy, that think they're healthy in, in taking them forward and improving their neurocognition and, um, and, and those things. So, so, it, it can be really specific. I think to, to anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I fully agree. I think obviously, mental health—you know—it's an area of, of incredible interest for us. Um, it's something that is incredibly understudied uh, for the importance that it plays in our health. Uh, we're currently lacking accurate biomarkers in the context of mental health um, across, you know, many different conditions. Uh, Tons of studies have shown how, you know, all these different aspects of our lifestyle and environment can affect our mental health. Uh, as we mentioned before, and you know, it's just like Epitanesias provides the perfect molecular crossroad to, to study this, right? Uh, it's a, it's a data that is going to really allow us to, to build these biomarkers, um, and, you know, provide people with accurate measurements, uh, to see, for example, if, you know, a specific yoga program is working or not, or, you know, a specific, um, meditation program, etc., etc. et cetera. So we've been doing these things for ages and we, you know, we have kind of like different lines of evidence that it kind of works, but with this biomarkers now, we can really see if, if it's working for you right now. And that's what makes this so exciting for us.
2: Now, this next question may have, uh, you sharing your screen with us. If we, if we can get that to happen. But Patrick Rogers is asking if the results of this test, test is simple enough to read uh, or do you need to have a clinician do it? Uh, it? This test is pretty easy to understand, right? I mean, when, when the results that the, the, the end user gets back, you don't have to go to a doctor and say, what does this say, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, we've done a lot of uh, work on making this understandable by everyone. Uh, so I will try now to then to, to go and share the screen, uh, and see if we manage to make this work. And I'm happy to, uh, Patrick, give you a quick view on my actual results. Um, so you can get a taste of, of what the, what the uh, product looks like and the platform, uh, the report looks like from inside. Um, so just give me a second. I'll try to see if this works.
2: And if it it doesn't, well, well. you can tell me, can you see my, yeah, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. So I'm going yeah, to show this in right. the field here. Hold on, and uh, we're going to go to this type of a view. Perfect. Oh wait, wait, that's even better. All right, okay. perfect. Go. go. That's even better. Let me just get rid of this question for a second. So we are, we are actually looking at your screen now. Okay. Okay. So wanted fantastic.
1: Tell yeah. So this these are my results. So this is what the what the person or like what what you would get, Patrick, and. Um, you know, I'm happy to give you a quick overview uh, on it. Um, so obviously, one of the things that uh, we look at is at biological age. So this is one of the risk factors that we assess. Um, and, you know, obviously, the first thing that uh, you will notice is that very clearly is telling you what your biological age is, right? So this number actually comes from uh, my DNA sample. Uh, so this is actually my, what my cells and tissues are telling me how old, you know? I'm. I really am. How old are you, Danny? How um, the old next thing you? that you can do, so Danny, to... Danny,
2: how old are you? How old are you?
1: <laughs> so last time I took, uh, chronologically or biologically?
2: Chronologically.
1: So, but chronologically, I was 28 uh, okay. when I took okay. this test as well. Okay. So actually, my biological age matches my chronological age. That's good. Which might be kind of a boring result, <laughs> but for me, after seeing you know all the stress that I've been going through. Uh, and, you know, all the hectic lifestyles that we have trying to to make this happen. I was actually, you know, positively surprised. <laughs> so for me, this is an accomplishment. Um, but obviously, we have people that will have different values, right? So we will have people that are younger than expected, that have a biological age, which is lower than their chronological age. And that's obviously associated with, you know, a younger profile. And vice versa, we can also have people that are slightly older than expected, And those are the ones that really need to take action in order to improve this, right? Because that they are at a higher risk uh, from aging that that they should be. Um, You know, there are all the many other things that you can obviously track your biological age over time. What this means is that, you know, as we were mentioning before, this is not only about doing one test. It's about, you know, testing over time and seeing if we manage to slow down your aging process uh, as a function uh, of the lifestyle interventions that you're taking. And then there is a lot of information, as we were saying before, to explain this to people, right? So we like to do it in a concise manner, but at the same time, uh, you know, giving the key points that people need to get. So one very important thing, and we we touched on this before, is the fact that, you know, if we only do a genetic test, so if we only were looking at the genetic layer of information, uh, which is what many companies do out there, uh, in the case of aging, you only capture 15% of the entire picture, right? So you're missing up to 85% of variation that comes from lifestyle environmental factors. So when we quantify our epigenetics, we pick up the entire thing. And that's why, you know, you will never be able to accurately determine the biological, biological age of someone just using genetic data. You need to look at the epigenetic layer of information. And this is the case for all the main risk factors of, of common diseases, right? So that's why you know, epigenetics becomes so important because it captures this missing bit that previous tests were not able to, to assess. Um, and we were discussing before as well, the canonical example of epigenetics in humans, which is obviously identical twins. So people that start life with the same genetic material, and yet they can go and develop complete different diseases and, you know, die at complete different rates and their epigenomes change over time as well. Um, so there are also explanations about the technology behind what we do. So all these 20 million epigenetic marks that we assess uh, using next generation sequencing, you have information about you know how your results compare with the rest of the people from your age. And this is very important because the, the most meaningful comparison, so knowing you know the delta, so where you are at. Uh, is useful, but it's even more useful to know, hey, this is better or worse than X percent of the people because that's going to map you into you know where you really sit um, uh, when compared with, you know, in, in context for you. Um, another thing that we can compare with, for example, is where, with the best case scenario, which in the case of human aging is actually super centenarian. So people that live, at least they are 110 years old. And these people not only live really long, but they also live very healthy. They live free of disease uh, during most of their lives. So you know, we really you know you want to look like at the molecular level like a super centenarian, mm-hmm. um, because that means that you're go- not only going to extend your lifespan but also your health span. So you can compare your aging trajectory right now as measured using your your DNA methylation, your epigenetic profile, with that typical trajectory that someone that will go and become a super centenarian will typically have. Um, so that's again, you know, gives you a taste of how far away you are from the best case scenario in the case of human agent and, and, you know, what, what you need to do. Uh, it's obviously the next step, right? So we're really excited about this. As we were saying before, uh, what we can do is that de facto, what we can build is, uh, those response curves for lifestyle factors. And let me go and explain this in, in more detail. So what this means is that. You know, in the same way that we could, you can go to a doctor and he will tell you, hey, take 100 milligrams of paracetamol and this will have this effect in your body. Um, now we can do the same with a specific lifestyle and pharmacological interventions and the impact that that will have on your epigenetics uh, and more specifically in this case on your biological age. And we can do this against all the data that we have from you. So what this means is that in a data-driven and personalized way, we, pr- we can prioritize for you what are the main things that, that you need to do, right? Uh, now, these things will be obviously you know, in categories of things that we know are important. It will be related to exercise. It will be related to diet. It will be related to certain uh, supplements to sleep. But the key thing and you know what we can do and no one else can do is the fact that because we also have your epigenetic information and your biological age, We can objectively prioritize this for you and tell you if you're only going to do one, this is the one that you Mm. want to focus on, uh, because this is the one that is most likely to work for you. And this is the amount by which you need to change it. Right. And that's what epigenetics can add that previously uh, we didn't have. So in my case, um, you know, the main recommendation that I get (laughs) and I did take action on this because when I saw this, I was like, wow, you know, there's so much opportunity here to win. Um, it's actually like increasing vigorous exercise, which uh, for those of you that are you know familiar with this, it's actually you know doing uh, certain types of exercise that increase your heart rate above seventy five percent of its maximum, and ideally uh, with uh, this what is known as high interval training. So you know you do you do for example a sprint during one minute where you raise your heart rate uh, beyond the seventy five percent, and then you recover for a bit, and then you do it again, and If you do that, in my case, that's the biggest impact that I can have on my biological age right now.
2: This is so exciting. Um, So
1: obviously, you know, there are other aspects.
2: And you can see that this is very easy. uh, Getting back to Patrick Rogers' question, this is very easy to to read. It it gives you specific uh, paragraphs, directives. It explains itself. You don't have to go to a doctor to interpret this. Now, Jeff Clifton asked an interesting question and that is, what if you did take this to a functional medicine doctor? Uh, are there any chances that they would know what to prescribe or how to use this data to give you better results with your life? What do you think, Dr. Seeds?
3: Absolutely. They would love this information. This, this is information that will only make that relationship even better. So, so this is what, this is what's beautiful about this is this can be directly consumer driven and, but it's also from my standpoint with my patients, I'm utilizing this with my patients. So, so we're, we're in two different areas working together to accomplish the same thing. Can it help me more to help you? I think so. I think I can do a lot more, but but there, but your audience, you've got a lot of very smart people. You've got a lot of people that like to. You know that are that are very adapt to understanding how the literature is changing with uh, with exercise and nutrition and supplements and so so they can vary this themselves also. But this is this is the beauty of this approach. It helps everybody.
2: Well, but the, the other the yeah, other side absolutely. of that the other side of that is. Um, the other, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. The other side of that is, is if this was something that was only sold through doctor's offices, then you'd have this additional layer uh, of, of profit that has to be built in because doctors don't do things for free. The idea that you can go direct to the company and buy this uh, it, it, because that type of a business model direct to the consumers is really the ideal way for a company to drive sales – that end up being more cost effective for the end user, because if this was a two step, where you sold it to the doctor and then the doctor sold it to the patient, j- just by virtue of the fact that we know that that relationship agree- exists, we know that there has to be an extra layer of money in there, whether it's a $1 dollar or a hundred dollars, you're paying extra for it, and you avoid paying extra for it when you go right to the company and buy it, isn't? It? I mean that, that that's logical, isn't it? Danny? Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not probably the right person to speak about <laughs> when it comes to, like, pricing, uh, business models, etc. cetera. Uh, my role is more around around the science and, and the product. Um, but I will be happy to, you know, find more information about that if, if that were useful. But obviously, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what we want to do, uh, at Chronomics is to make this available to everyone. Like Our goal is that every single human being in the world can benefit from this independently of any other variable, right? So we want to, you know, in, engage everyone and improve the health of every single human being and, and extend health span really at planetary scale. So that's the ambition behind Chronomics. And, you know, we're not going to allow... Anything to to stop us in that endeavor,
2: how frequently would someone want to test once a year? How long did it take to start to see the early signs of the uh therapeutic approaches that you're you're in enlisting to actually take effect? Danny
1: yeah, so obviously uh it depends on the specific thing that we're looking at. So the good thing about epigenetics is that it captures uh, temporal dynamics at many different layers, right? So there are certain epigenetic marks that will change even in a circadian manner. So, you know, even in a a 24-hour cycle, depending on how your body is reacting to different times of the day. But the things that are important for our medium and long-term risk of disease uh, change more in the order of... Um, months towards years, right? So if you're interested in something like biological age, um, typically, I mean, obviously there are, you know, um, exceptions to this and every person will be different. But if we use a rule of thumb, um, the typical like really strong, meaningful changes, we see them between six months to one year. Uh, But in the case of, for example, metabolic status, which is what I have right in front of me, which is really assessing... Uh, your metabolic risk. So, the risk of having a, a deregulated metabolism that can affect things like your risk of type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, uh, cardiovascular disease, etc cetera. Uh, this obviously changes faster. Uh, so, we see changes even in, you know, and, and very strong, meaningful changes in, in three months to, to six months, right? And, and we have, uh, for example, we're uh, working with clinics that have, you know, super strong weight loss programs uh, that manage to improve this. Uh, in that period of time. So it really depends on what we're talking about, um, the the biomarker or or the risk that we're looking at, uh, how deviated the person is from from the best case scenarios or what's the potential to gain, um, and also on how that individual person sticks to the intervention and and responds to it. Uh, But as a rule of thumb, uh, we recommend that people test um, every three months if they are looking at metabolic status and every six months to one year, if they are looking at biological age.
2: Dr. C, do you want to contribute something to that? And then we'll answer Natalie uh, Fisher's question.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent with, uh, with the metabolic aspect. It's, it's every it, three months is kind of, uh, intervals that, w- that we would, we would expect to see some change in, in the therapies of either nutrition or exercise or, or supplements or, uh, or, or anything like that. Um, uh, also with just with exercise changes, you're going to see like what Danny's talking about high intensity type of changes. You're going to definitely see that in three months. Um, so those are kind of nice guidelines. A three month guideline is really nice for those type of, of aspects. Uh, if you're looking at uh, looking at toxins and things like that, which is a, another aspect that they're testing, that might be more like a six month type of interval. And then, you know, the aging can be once a year or every six months again. It's really – it, it's a real – the beauty of this is um, it, it is uh, – it, it's a choice that you can make depending on really what you're trying to change. And uh, I think, again, that's that's the real critical point of this is that it's a constantly changing dynamic uh, based on what you're looking at and how you're trying to treat it.
2: So – Uh, Natalie, we actually talked about autoimmunity early on. That was something that was of interest to me. And yes, this test can help pinpoint uh, some of the things that may be contributing to or causing uh, your autoimmunity. And I think the last discussion about frequency of testing, I would believe, and I'll I'll defer to the the, the scientists here, but autoimmunity would fall into, I think, biological uh, metabolic uh, framework. And I would say that you probably would see signs that your uh, autoimmunity is getting better uh, test-wise within three months. Would you guys concur? Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. So obviously one person would be completely different. Um, So it's always risky (laughs) to make predictions without seeing the data. Uh, um, We have seen, you know, for example, something like chronic inflammation uh, can affect biological age indicator. So one of the things that is really exciting about, you know, biological aging is that it's picking up um, effects from how our immune system becomes deregulated as we age, right? And one aspect of it is that it is not as effective in fighting infections anymore. And we see this now clearly with, with COVID-19 we've seen how, you know, how different the risk is for someone that is older when compared with someone that is younger. But then the other aspect that maybe not so many people are familiar with is something known as inflammation, which is the fact that we develop much more inflammation and chronic inflammation that has been, you know, described as one of the causes behind several diseases also as we age. Um, So, you know, obviously it will depend on a person to person basis. It's difficult to guess without seeing the data. Um, But I think, you know, something like biological age could be useful in that particular case.
2: And I just want to put this up for people who are showing up late uh, to this discussion. You can go back and listen to the entire interview uh, after the show is over. If you go to seeds.md slash epigenetic hyphen test, you'll get this $1,000 test. This is what they sell it for all over Europe for $264 U.S. There's only 500 of these available at this price for my audience only. You will not find this test anywhere else in America but here at Superhuman Radio, uh, if you go to their website blind, you'll see that they charge $1,000 for this test. And uh, so this is an outstanding opportunity for people to literally uh, create their digital twin, as uh, Dr. Harans likes to call it. And I love that so that you can see not only how you are aging now, but what you need to do to uh, correct the things that are not working well for you because the test is very easy to read and gives you specific directives. Uh, You know, you can stop guessing. You know, uh, in the case of uh, Natalie, I have an autoimmune disease. I've said it. You know, I've talked about it on the show. Uh, It's a very, very scary one. My sister died from it because they mistreated her as having Parkinson's disease. But I see the direct results of dietary interventions with it getting worse and getting better. But it's like I said earlier, it's like I'm going through the forest trying to create a map with my eyes closed, feeling the trees. I can't do that. I'll take too many missteps. This will give me the map. This will show me what I need to get rid of to reduce the inappropriate inflammatory response that's causing the nerves in my hands and legs and face to deteriorate. And so I am so excited about this, and I'm excited for everybody in the audience too. This is not a sales pitch, folks. You know, if we were selling it for a thousand, it would be a sales pitch. This is an opportunity for you and your loved ones to create that digital twin and take it through your life and see what you're doing, how it's affecting you, and how to change it. This is very exciting to me. 20 million data points of your genome are evaluated in this study and in this lab lab nobody does that the most i've heard out there is eight hundred thousand. nobody does that this is next generation sequencing it's not available anywhere else this is a fantastic opportunity take advantage of it uh we're going to answer a couple more questions. well let, let me do this let me take our last commercial break and we have like one or two more questions that we'll get to Uh, You're listening to Superhuman Radio. Share this show with your friends. It's a gift. Share this show. You're giving them a gift. We'll be right back. How often do you sit with your laptop right on your lap? How much time do you spend on your cell phone? Are you in a technology-packed office Monday through Friday? Are you worried about this type of radiation? Now there's something you can do about it. GetLambs.com. This radiation has been linked to infertility in men, glandular tumors, gut microbiome dysbiosis, and impaired sleep quality. Now you can provide 360-degree protection to at-risk parts of your body with radiation-proof apparel from Getlams.com. Comfortable, breathable, and 99% effective. Go to Getlams.com and use coupon code SHR for 20% off your order of $100 or more. That's getlambs.com, G E T L A M B S dot com, and code SHR. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau.
0: Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of. Having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax, that was at eight years old, and then, so I stopped using
2: benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult.
0: Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full bull out panic attack. The the Chilpa was the first thing that I found that actually, in the middle of a panic attack, I can take and it
2: definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the Chill Pill. Check it out. I promise, this is one supplement that delivers. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about CANC eye drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Cancy and having some amazing results. Recently I got an email from a fellow named Chad who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Cancy eye drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Cancy eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Redcon One is one of the fastest growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MR And bars. Now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon 1 products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com.
0: Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more Productive at RenewLifeRx.com.
4: Quest Nutrition makes bars,
3: cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize
4: net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest.
0: This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good.
2: Hopefully Dr. Seeds can still see and hear Danny. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, he's disconnecting and reconnecting. Every time we, uh... We go to a commercial break. I think he loses his audio. That's okay. We'll plug the, the uh, website again. Seeds MD slash epigenetic hyphen test. And we'll get Dr. Seeds back in here. Hold on a second. Here he comes. Here we go. Okay. And voila. Voila. Okay. So let's get rid of that. <laughs> we got a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um. So Jeff Clifton wants to know, and th- this is really a good question, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm, I'm getting ready to do some groundbreaking shows on the effects of uh, EMF and RF on tissue. Because with the onset of uh, or the, 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 the introduction of 5G, which true, right now they're introducing low 5G, which is 6 gigs. But when they introduce true 5G here in the United States, which is 24 to 60 gigahertz, we're going to see a host of new problems uh, manifest in our population. I'm sure of it, because we have already have good research from Scandinavia, from, from Egypt, from Iran, from China, from all over the country, uh, all over the world except the United States, showing that even the current 4G disrupts the microbiota, uh, can cause rhythm changes in the heart, may be linked to uh, uh, idiopathic mitral valve prolapse, which is rampant in our population today, and the list goes on and on. What about EMF? Is there any way because we talk about toxins and 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 things like that? Is there any way to assess the effects of EMF and RF on the genome? Who wants to take that? Do- Dr. Seeds is shaking yeah, his head. Yeah, I can I can <laughs> What do you think? No, Dr. Seeds, Seeds go. What do you think? Yeah, well abs- absolutely
3: because those are stressors. Those are stressors to the to the to the genome and uh, they are there are absolutely going to be methylation changes that are specific to what's happening um, from that from from that type of uh, stressor to the cell. So there's no doubt that there are going to be changes that can be mapped out specific to that. Danny, correct?
1: Yeah. So obviously, the good thing about about this is that, um, as you said, different stressors can you know can cause uh, epigenetic changes. Um, I must admit I'm not particularly familiar with with the effects of EMF on, on epigenetics yet, but it's a great question so I will look it up uh, from now on. Um, so obviously if there is something that will reflect on on the biomarkers right so we will pick it up um, and that's really the beauty of it that it's it's agnostic to a certain extent to the stressor where it comes from right so different different sources of a stressors can collapse in the same pathways many times that, you know, could do, for example, with, uh, with the way that DNA damage can be repaired, uh, to put an example. Um, so, you know, if there is, if, if you've been exposed and there is really an effect on your health, uh, we will likely pick it up. Um, so that's, that's the beauty about epigenetic data as well. And, um, obviously, you know, as we, as we gather more and more information and, uh, you know, if we, uh, as we collect data from, from exposures, from, you know, different stressors, uh, we will be able to assess over time more and more precisely, you know, which one is likely the one, uh, causing it. Uh, but I think at the time being, the, the key thing is that, you know, if it has an effect on your biological age, we will pick it up.
2: So Casey Morrow has a, a good question too. For those of us who want to test a few times a year, maybe a couple times a year, do we, do we pay, uh, the same fee for that test or is that included in our first year subscription?
1: Yeah, so again, <laughs> probably not the, the best person to ask this question, um, but from what I can uh, tell right now, um, obviously it depends, Casey, on, on the, you know, the if you bought it through here, I'm assuming that it's, you know, it was for one test. Um, so if you would like to retest, uh, you would need to buy a, a new one, uh, but I think it's probably better if you just write to us, um, you know, in, in you can either write to me at danielacronomics.com or at info at chronomics.com, and we will be able to, to help you out uh, with, with this question more
2: precisely. And then the last question from uh, Jeff Clifton. And this is a good good question that we've over we kind of overshot. He said, uh, who are the people and what are their backgrounds that are doing the calculation and these results? Like who's behind chronomics uh, that we should be impressed with that say, oh, you know what? The, these people really know what they're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well one of them is me but obviously there, there are many more people and uh, you know I think one of the things that we can be really happy about is the super team that we have at Pronomics, uh both from you know a scientific side of things and also you know from a commercial side of things and from an educational uh, side of things um, so scientifically uh, our origins go back to the University of Cambridge in the UK um, so during our PhDs Uh, Both myself and and Dr. Thomas Tapps, who's the the CEO and and co-founder of Acronomics, we were doing PhDs on the epigenetics of aging. Uh, So we spent more than four years of our lives just dedicated to this field and, you know, really understanding uh, how we can use epigenetics to quantify aging very accurately in humans and also in other species. Um, And then, you know, other members of the team um, also have, you know, like Dr. Toby Cole, uh, uh, who has also a, a fantastic uh, scientific background in biotechnology as well, also in Cambridge. Uh, we also have, um, you know, Charles Ball, who, you know, is, uh, and, and you probably, Dr. sit you know him, so he's another of the founders. And, you know, he's, first of all, a fantastic human being, but also, uh, you know, a great, great commercial machine. Uh, and, you know, our CTO, Rob Thompson, uh, we have, and Jordan, I mean, I will need to <laughs> keep going on, but uh, you know, we have a fantastic team both at the scientific level um, and uh, you know at the at the commercial and support and technology uh, level. Um, but yeah, I think the key thing is that the science, you know, that that drives economics is really at the forefront of Epigenetics, and uh, you only need to look at as well at our scientific advisory board and see. You know who's behind us um and i think you, you can take that out in the website and, and, and you know read about those people uh but yeah i think that's, that's hopefully that helps
2: <laughs> i think it does
3: well and I'll, I'll just add to it i mean i've been actively researching this for the last two years um uh, <laughs> since, since we knew since the beginning of where uh We knew this uh, Horvath paper was coming out on biological aging, and I've been in search of looking for who has the best platform and algorithms and information and scientific backing behind them to validate what they've done. And I mean, I've looked at everything. So this is why I'm here. Um, this is what i'm utilizing for my patients so i think that says a lot right there
2: on that on that note dr seeds tell tell us give us some some tell us a story about some of your patients and how uh, this testing has helped you triangulate the outcome because you know we now know that osteoarthritis is uh, an autoimmune disorder uh not you know previously it was thought to be uh, the wearing and tearing of mechanical loading but we know that obese people have degeneration in their cervical spine and it's not because their heads are too heavy. And so we know it's inflammatory in nature. We know that it seems to be uh, somewhat uh, autoimmune in nature. Have you been able to successfully use this test to help specific patients without giving us their names, kind of give us some stories? Uh,
3: no, so I, I have not. So uh, two, two points there the autoimmune part is so so your 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 statement about autoimmune disease and osteoarthritis is is interesting because actually we're finding that auto the immune system has everything to do with about every disease process right and and you bring up a you really you you bring up a really great point because of how the intricacies of the immune system really are validated in every disease we know, including cancer and aging. So, so that that aspect is becoming even more prevalent in uh, in understanding that how more important this epigenetic testing can be. Um, so, I'm in the I'm in the beginning right now of just utilizing this type of information, and actually, I'm on the science level like Danny of where I'm working with with uh, chronomics and where we're looking and validating therapeutic processes of using certain supplements of using certain peptides of use, utilizing nutrition. I mean, we've got this vast array of studies that we want to do and it's just picking the where, you know, starting with the smaller ones to validate and validate and validate. So I'm really big on the research part of this. Um, and as far as starting off with utilizing this information for patients I haven't gotten to the second stage of where I can show that there are changes because I'm not that far along, but I'm, I'm there initiating that process. Um, and we'll, you know, I, I want to be able to validate this to the world that this is exactly why every one of us should be involved in this. And that's, that's my job in, in moving forward is the, the uh, on the science and clinical side, the translational side of this, of, bringing this to the forefront to, to provide that platform that validates, without a doubt, everything that we know scientifically that it translates into uh, into treating people medically,
1: yeah.
2: I, I would call this optimistic medicine. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, go you know, sure. we're really excited to, to, to work on this.
2: No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I was saying that we're super excited at Chromics as well, Dr. Seeds, Yeah. you know, to, to do this, these things with you. Um, you know, it's incredible times that we're living through. Uh, and we are, you know, for the first time in history, really maximizing and utilizing this type of data uh, to help people. Um, and as, you know, hopefully we discussed already during the podcast, <clears throat> epigenetic data is, you know, in a privileged place to to do this uh, and for the first time be able to robustly validate many, many of these interventions. So we really look forward to to work on this as well with you.
2: I I think this is uh, optimistic medicine. And what I mean by that is today medicine is pessimistic, right? You go to the doctor once you're sick and then the doctor gives you your prognosis. And very, very rarely does the doctor say, oh, I can fix this. No, the doctor says, well, you'll have to take this drug and probably for the rest of your life to make up for what's broken in you. And that's pessimistic medicine. It reminds us we're getting older. Excuse me. It reminds us that we're breaking down. To me, this is optimistic medicine. And I say that because I'm thinking about the hopefulness I have right now to get tested so that I can see what I'm doing wrong and what areas I need to improve upon and take that directive. And that instills me with hope and optimism is hope energized and so this is i love this this is this i'm so excited about this i mean it could actually make me emotional because i think of all the people that are suffering with diseases who would do anything anything to change it they would stop eating their favorite foods they would stop doing rec- but they don't know what to change and this gives them hope it, this is so exciting! This is exciting. Absolutely. I want to thank you guys for being on today. I want yeah, to yeah, com-
1: completely agree.
2: Thank you for the generous offer to my audience. This is not a sales pitch, folks. This product is a thousand dollars. If you don't believe me, go to the Chronomics website, see for yourself. They sell them all day long for that price, no problem, because executives and high level people who could drop a thousand dollars they want to know this because they want to have a lifespan and a health span that goes hand in hand those of us who can't afford to just drop a thousand dollars here and there this is our opportunity to take advantage of a science that was previously out of reach for most of us seeds.md slash epigenetic e-p-i-g-e-n-e-t-i-c hyphen test You'll pay two hundred sixty-four dollars U.S. plus shipping. There may be some nonsensical charge for six dollars or eight dollars by your bank because of this is U.K. You're doing business with, so they always try to, you know, there's an arbitrage where you know the 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 value of one currency against the other currency. Don't be upset. This is not from Chronomics. They tried to figure out where it was coming from, and it varies by your bank. Some banks aren't charging it at all. Just for the record, um, I think if your credit card you use has no international fees when you travel, you probably won't get charged that that fee. But um, the, the this this is a test that everybody should have, and if you have young children. Give them a gift now. Long after you're gone, they're going to go back and think, Mom and Dad were so friggin' smart to get this for me because I have navigated so many illnesses that I would have walked right into had I not had this information. This is a time capsule. It's a time capsule. It's your digital twin. And you can can look at what you're doing and look at your digital twin and go, "Uh Uh-oh, I'm not doing the right thing. Don't waste any more time. You're smiling, Bill. Why? Why are you smiling?
3: Because Danny and I have talked about this many times. I keep telling Danny, "Go, Danny, you're going to be famous for digital twin," and he's <laughs> he's not he's not biting
1: on that, you know.
2: No, I, I like it. You know, right? guys, if,
1: uh, if it works and people love the term, i yeah, I'm happy to go with it. <laughs>
2: Peter Panorgis, uh, a, a friend through the show. They're All fr- All my listeners are friends of mine. I, I feel that way. He came late. He'll have to listen later. Uh, yes, it's a great show. You've got to listen. Of course, uh, uh, Natalie Fisher said thank you so much. Uh, Casey, uh, Casey Morrow said thank you, guys. Uh, really, pass this around to people you love. Pass this show around to people that you care about, you care about their outcome, because and they can do this themselves. They don't have to go to a doctor and do it. They don't have to be involved with a physician. They can order it themselves and and take care of it. Hi, Sarah Bowers. How are you? Uh, nice to see you. She helped me sell my mom's house when my mom passed away. Uh, and you need to listen to John needs to listen to this show, Sarah. John needs to listen to this show. I just thought of it. Please have him listen to this show. You guys need to take advantage of this. All right, that's it. I could go on and on uh, pleading for those of you to take steps to care for yourself, uh, but you have to do that yourself. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here, Danny. Thanks for being here, Dr. Seeds.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
2: Take care. We're going to say goodbye. We've got plenty of good shows this week. Tune in. We'll see you then.